This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. And of course, I'm joined by my intrepid Assistant, is that the right thing? I'll take assistant. I've been called partner. a lot. I think partners. Really oh well, thank you. I think partners the way to go. Fantastic. Uh, the lovely Ramon B. So Ramon, we always like to start with the headlines of the day, don't we? We do, and here they are. This isn't a headline. This is an observation. Okay. Now I don't. Uh, listen, this is a fun fact about me. Is this I, observation going to require a rim shot? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> but I'll have to point because I got, I got a ways to go on this. Foods you don't like to eat. That's the topic. What foods do you say? That's eh, not my thing. Um, you know what? I've never had it, but I don't desire to. Uh, sushi. I oh, I pre- love sushi. I prefer my fish cooked. I cannot get enough. I'm I'm a sushi addict. I'm not a sushi expert, but I'm a sushi addict. Okay, that's right. I'll tell you what to do. I want you to go down to. Do you like spicy? Oh, absolutely. Okay, then I want you to go to Kona Grill. Go to the mall. You know, under the underpass where they got that little covered thing. The mall, right across from fashion. where we're recording. No, no, no. Fashion. Oh, the fashion, fashion square. Mall. Got it. This is a great mall too, though. But that's but the mall. You go to Kona Grill. And you get the Picasso roll. That sounds expensive right off the bat. It's not. I want to roll naked in it, which is how I got kicked out of Kona Grill last time, by the way. And is actually how you're recording this podcast. Well, you know, you got to be flexible. So uh, I came here after lunch. That's the problem. So the uh, I don't eat mushrooms and I don't eat onions. You don't need to write this down. You look like you were getting ready to write it down. Oh, no. <laughs> you don't need to be ready for the rim shot. We get plenty of time. So the, so the I, I just don't like – but is there anything like that you don't, you don't need? Uh, no. I'm, so, I'm pretty open to – So I'm not into the, uh, mushrooms and onions, but, but now they come out Oh, you with don't this, like flavor apparently. I like flavor, but, but they have these – now, when I was a kid, they just had mushrooms. They were this big. I'm holding up – this is great for radio. Mm-hmm. Holding up your – I'm doing the AOK sign. But now they have this shiitake mushroom. It's gigantic. Isn't it? Yes. Are you familiar yes. with this? Have you ever eaten one of those? No. Well, I think part of the problem is the name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was because thinking Because I, I think if the if taki is the last part of it, mm-hmm. the first part of it seems unappealing. And I'm thinking, well, was was bio taki already taken? Was uh, snot taki? Hey, we're looking to get snottaki.com or – Crap talky. How about, talkie? How about that? Spit talky. Is that uh, is that taken? Uh, what about drool talky? How about tofungus talky? Can we get some of that? Is that no? That's all taken. Okay. Nope. <laughs> anyway, that's just. That's Let's just hope me. nobody's listening to this podcast while I'm they're sure no enjoying their meal. I don't think anybody would ever enjoy a meal while listening to this podcast or enjoy this podcast. Or but no, they do. Gonna, you never know. Some people have called in and said they enjoyed it. We have a lot of people with low standards and yeah, fearless agents. They, you along know, those really. So uh, the here's the deal. We're in a market. Well, what, what were you talking about when we were off the air? When the green room, as I like to call it, that's what we call 
when we talk before we're on the air, the green room. Let's, let's call it that. There? Yeah. We were talking about the interest rates going to go up more yeah. than likely yeah. today. They're over. Oh, yeah. Jerome. Oh, Powell. He's the worst Fed chairman in a very long time, isn't he? Yeah. Right. And it, you know what? And uh, Yellen was no uh, you know, winner as oh, yes. well. She sucked. Now she's yeah. in charge. The poison dwarf, as I like to call her. <laughs> she looks like a shiitake mushroom. She looks she? like the weebles that wobble, but they won't fall down. That's what she looks like to me. So, I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, so, But what were you saying about the interest rates are going to go up? You said a mortgage guy. Oh, the, the mortgage, just the mortgage industry. People are they're being laid off left and right. Oh, that's yeah. right. The mortgage people are bailing out. And then they become realtors. <laughs> There's that. And then they fail at real estate, and then they become title company weasels, as I like to call them. And then what the the title people do is they they give advice to the new agents. They go, oh, I used to be an agent. I failed miserably, but that's beside the point. And they give them all kinds of advice. And So I think what's going to happen is you don't have to be uh, Kreskin – to see the future that there are short sales coming, okay? That's – people have gotten loans. They lose their job. Things happen and now they owe way more than they did. So this was uh, going to be reminiscent of 2008 uh, but for a different reason. So uh, I normally don't talk about short sales partly because I don't know anything about it. I'm not a short sale expert. So when I was an agent, uh, there were short sales uh, happening and I would uh, refer them to uh, a friend of mine who was very good at them. I have a coaching student. She is very good at them. If you need help with a short sale, you could call me and I'll put you in touch with her. She's been on the show. Uh, But when you're prospecting on the phone, uh, there are certain things you hear. And they say, uh, I'd love to – you know, I was just calling to see if you might be thinking of selling your house. They say something – it usually goes like this. They say, I'd love to sell this house, but dot, dot, dot. So, uh, you know, I'm underwater or something like that. And I'd say, well, um, I have a personal question to ask you about that if you – this is none of my business, but I'm going to ask it anyway. On a scale of 1 to 10 – 10 being perfect credit and 1 being absolute disaster credit, how would you rate your credit? Now, if they say 10, that's bad news. If they say, oh, it's a negative 1, in other words, they've, they've got charge-offs and all kinds of bad credit, then uh, that is probably a person that you could help with a short sale. So one of the uh, – uh, the things about short sales. Remember the the gunfight at the OK Corral. Do you remember the gunfight at the OK? Corral? I wasn't there, but I've heard of it. Yes. You look like you were there. That's the funny thing. Okay. You look like a character actor from the gunfight at the OK Corral. So what do they, you think I do on the weekends? Well, making up for the money here. Exactly. So so that happened in our state, a little south of here, over the, over yonder, as we like to say back in the old days. And uh, you had Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp. Now, Doc Holliday is not the guy you want to get in a gunfight with at the OK Corral because he's dying from tuberculosis, so he's got nothing to lose. (laughs) 
he's not brave. He just got nothing to lose. So when you have bad credit and you're negotiating with your bank, you are Doc Holliday. You got nothing to lose, right? Your credit's already shot. So the bank cannot threaten you to pay up or something like that, and they have they'll they're going to have to take the loss probably. So then I would say, well, if you knew. 100% for sure that by doing business with me, two things would happen, okay? One is that you would get out from under this house, okay? That's the – that's what they say, I, you know, the house is crushing me. You get out from under this house and number two is you would minimize the – any further damage to your credit. Would you at least want to hear more about it, okay? So – that's the value proposition for a, for a short sale candidate. But you're looking for somebody who really is a candidate. In other words, they want to move. They have bad credit. Uh, so the, the, the lender is not going to work with them if they don't have some sort of sob story. They have to have a hardship um, or the, the – you know, they can't be rich and then do a short sale. They, they can't – afford to pay it off or something like that. It can't be that they just want to get rid of the house and they are still got great credit and they can still borrow. Uh, that that really can't be the case. So there, when you do the uh, – you know, we talk about using the expired list, okay? Say there's, um, uh, there's an expired list and there's a, there's a worse list. There's the foreclosure list, and you don't want to be on the foreclosure list. Okay, so if if you do a short sale, it hurts your credit. If you have a foreclosure, it destroys your credit. So, what is the difference? What what is the outcome of having a foreclosure on your record? Well, the outcome is you're going to be, you know, someday you're going to go get a car loan. Your car's going to crap out and you're going to go get a car loan. You're going to get a new job. You're going to get you know, back, uh, back on your feet and financially, but you've got that foreclosure on your record. So when you go to, when you go to buy a car, you're going to be paying for a Cadillac Escalade and you're going to be driving a brand new Ford Focus. That's what happens because the interest rate will be much higher because you're, you're seen as a higher risk. So when somebody says, oh, I'm fine, I'll just let it to go to foreclosure, you go, no, no, <laughs> no, no, that's, that's not going to happen. That's crazy. And a lot of people, they have that I'm giving up attitude. And so, so you have to illustrate that, why that's a bad idea. Um, and then they have to uh, not have assets that they could sell. You know, they're going to be asked if they have assets. They can't have another paid-for house that they could sell and pay off that. They can't uh, – if they could borrow to pay off the deficiency, they have to do that. So they have to have a hardship uh, and that would be – it could be the market in some, some, some cases it, and it more likely would be employment, health problem, divorce, something like that. You know, they say marriage is grand but divorce is 100 grand. Isn't that the way – they say it. So um, explaining that to them is, is all part of that. So when you're a fearless agent, um, you know, you're going to go through the marketing plan and you're going to say, you know, 
an immediate offer will happen. You will accept it and then you'll bid them up like we like we teach you how to do and then uh, – uh, the bank will give you a number that they have to you have to meet, and then you go back on the market at that price. So, um, so we we can teach you how to do all that. But the short sales, I think, is a thing that's going to be coming up. And then before you leave the listing appointment, they were going to need probably the hardship letter, a financial worksheet, the authorization to release. There's an IRS form forty five oh six T or something like that. Uh, bank statements, pay stubs, proof of unemployment, tax returns. Proof of unemployment could be a real estate license. I'm just saying. Interesting. Yeah. So, Do you think this is going to be as bad as 08? No. Uh, well, uh, oh, 2008 was a unique situation because what they were doing is they were giving no money down investor loans to people who didn't have to prove employment and, in fact, weren't employed. So they had gone to scammy seminars. Homeless people were going to scammy seminars being told that they can borrow and buy a house. And and uh, I remember that uh, – I remember asking my lender, I said, how much uh, would I qualify for? And he goes, you can qualify for any amount you want. I go, well, obviously, there's some limit. And he goes, no, you have the best FICO score I've ever seen in my life. You could, I, I could loan you any amount you want. I go, well, it wouldn't be any amount. He goes, no, any amount. I go, well, like any amount? He goes, yeah. I, and I thought, well, that's a problem. Those chickens are coming home to roost, you know. And uh, so when you've got – there were new home builders out on the outskirts of town that were – that were putting uh, rules that they wouldn't sell to investors because it was just turning into a, the slum of the future. And I was right. It is the slum of the future. Yeah. I got gas there the other day actually. Um, so you had new home uh, – you know, let's say first-time home buyers. They couldn't buy a house because they were getting outbid by these investors. So it, it, that, that was fake. So the values of the house didn't increase – uh, in 2005, six, and seven, but the prices did. Even though the value of the house was the same as it was before, mm-hmm. the price was much higher. So then you had these people underwater, and it was just crazy. And of course, all of that was brought to you by the United States Congress in their infinite lack of wisdom. So uh, this is a little different. Although Dodd Frank was a part of this, it, this this is also brought to you by the uh, morons in the government. But uh, it is a it is a different thing. So uh, anyway, your decision when you when you list a short sale, you could refer the listing to someone else that knows how to do it. So that's one option. Uh, if what I did is there was a guy named Randy in my office and he knew how to do it, I didn't want to learn how to do it. He didn't want to learn how to do what I do, which is book five listing appointments a week. Uh, he had no interest in that. So we were tied. But I uh, asked him to pay me a 20 percent referral fee. He did. He would take it from there. I never talked to him again. Everything was great. I could list it. And then delegate it to him. Uh, I did that and then uh, took a 50 percent referral fee on those. 
Uh, or I, as an option, I didn't ever do this, but it was an option to list it, negotiate with the bank, do the whole thing, uh, and uh, take a one hundred percent, keep one hundred percent of the commission. But uh, before you do that, find the suicide hotline. Isn't it nine eight eight now? Isn't that the new number we have? I, I haven't so. called it, so no, I don't, I don't call know. it now. Um, so when we're presenting. You know, we've been talking about presenting to people. Uh, By the way, it's time for a shameless plug, isn't it? Time for Bob Leffler's shameless plug. Oh, and coffee. We didn't do the coffee thing, but we did the shameless plug thing. But if, if if any of the stuff we talk about on the podcast makes sense to you and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you are open to the idea of having some help with that, that is the secret ingredient, being open to having help. If you'd like to learn more, you can call me anytime at 480-385-8810. Subscribe to the podcast, but go back to the oldest episode you can find. Listen to them in order. Go to fearlessagent.com. Watch our webinar there. Uh, Go to the speaking page. There's an excerpt from a two-day event called the Fearless Agent Experience. Watch that. Take notes. Go to the video training page. And, And as soon as you think that Fearless Agent either is a good fit for you, then call me. If it's not, then that's fine too. Um, you're probably right. Uh, but if, if you think that it is a good fit for you, you're also probably right. If it is, you will get rich, uh, but you got to pick up the phone and call me. If you sign up in the middle of the night or something without calling me first, that's okay if you know it's a good fit. If you had another fearless agent, most of our Fearless agent coaching students come to us that way. Another fearless agent coaching students uh, sells you on signing up, and some of those people don't talk to me first. Uh, But as soon as you sign up, give me a call because I'm going to be shipping some stuff to you and emailing some stuff to you, and I just want to go through that so so that you get off to the quickest possible start. So when we're presenting, what matters most when you're presenting? So – um, I, I like to say enthusiasm. You know, in the word enthusiasm, the I-A-S-M stands for something. It stands for I am sold myself. Um, uh, if you are my sidekick on the radio show here, it stands for I accidentally soiled myself. That's another story. That's We'll get to that you later. You promised you would never I'm bring sorry, that up. I forgot. I forgot about our little agreement. But uh, USA Today, USA Today, is that a respected uh, publication these days? I'm not quite sure. Nobody really respects the media. No. No. No, (laughs) they don't. This is a podcast. Are we in the media? Have we lost all respect? I've I've lost respect for myself and what I've done here. (laughs) But uh, I guess we're still part of the media, though. Kind of. Kind of sad. Dial 988. Oh, that's that number. Let me go ahead and Google that. Write that down. So uh, in a USA Today consumer survey, Mm -hmm. I love the surveys. We report on them constantly. Uh, You know, if people responded when asked, what is most important to you in choosing a real estate agent? Hmm. So uh, thank goodness for me, only 7% said personality. (laughs) That was a blessing. 
I bet you 9% said the color of their coat. Oddly, 9% said work history. Oh, really? So you being a longtime successful agent is not really a, a big deal. 18% said community knowledge. Uh, but 66% of them said trustworthiness. So if you want to be trustworthy, uh, we have a formula for that. So every fearless agent is able to walk up to a stranger. First of all, every fearless agent is able to pick up the phone, call up and down the street, and schedule listing appointments with real sellers right now sellers. So they're not afraid to pick up the phone because they have the exact right words to say. If you didn't have the exact right words to say or words that never work or hardly ever work like the other coaches teach you, then you might be afraid. That's why we call it fearless agent because we have the perfect words. Uh, Every fearless agent coaching student has this experience. They're able to walk up to a stranger listing appointment um, and meaning not a referral or a friend or a past client or something. They're able to get the listing that no other agent would be able to get. They were able to get it at 7% when everybody else is charging 5 or 4. They're able to get a one-year listing, not because they need it, but because they can and the sellers trust them. They trust them because they're trustworthy and they've proven that. And it is the fearless – and by the way, every seller will beg you to underprice their listing right off the bat. No other agent would ever hear anything like that. Every one of your listings will sell for tens of thousands of dollars more than any other agent could have netted them after expenses, extra tens of thousands of dollars. And the fearless agent listing presentation and pricing presentation causes that to happen. All you have to do is learn it. And if you were unwilling to learn those two presentations or unwilling to learn a listing presentation, even if it wasn't those, and a for sale sale by owner presentation and a buyer presentation and unwilling to learn a an investor presentation, that would be like a pilot unwilling to learn how to fly a plane but still wants to be a pilot. So – you know, if you're going to get into real estate, get all the way in and learn learn what we do, you know, for a living. So I got into real estate. No one, no one in the entire industry could teach me the a listing presentation that really did make sense, a pricing presentation at all. And I'm not talking about showing people comps and that kind of baloney. I'm talking an actual pricing presentation. Uh, one guy in the whole industry had a for sale by owner presentation that made sense. That was Floyd. No one really taught a buyer presentation that made sense. And zero people in the history of real estate have ever come up with an investor presentation that made any sense at all or came up with one at all. So I thought, oh, here's a, here's a little area for improvement for the industry. So I just design all those presentations. Floyd uh, already designed the for sale by owner, so four others, and then how to present offers. Uh, That there's a way fearless agents present offers that no one else knows how to do, and then how to negotiate the offers in a way that no one else knows how to do. So if you're able to do things that no one else knows how to do, 
then you're perceived immediately by all the clients as being trustworthy and the other agents, every other agent they would ever talk to, does not seem trustworthy because you do. So you differentiate yourself from your competitors. Therefore, you don't have any competition. So you learn five presentations, basics, also what to say on the phone, basics, and then uh, and then you don't have any competition. Now, your work ethic is the only thing that's going to limit how much money you make. It is going to be as effortless as possible to schedule five listing appointments a week. If two of them cancel, you go on three. If you only get one of the three, you're going to be rich by realtor standards. So that's really all it takes. So I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Again, please go to fearlessagent.com. If you're a real estate company owner and you'd like to have an event, a fearless agent event just for your company, we do that. Go to go to uh, the speaking page on fearlessagent.com. If you'd like to re- learn how to recruit uh, producing agents at prodigious levels, call me at 480-385-8810 or go to – and go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com. Watch that video first. You can always call me anytime. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on iTunes or Spotify or whatever platform you're on. Until next week, do what we always do. Have fun, be humble, but most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Oh.